now playing Why So Serious? What is the Matrix? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, oh, what's in the box? He likes scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to a regular edition. Hey, a, quite a, a few, regular. A regular. A regular. A regular edition of the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. That's right, we've had a ton of guests, had a ton of fun with all of our people coming on, but we've gone back to the basics, back to the founding two members. It's your usual host, Sam Hurley, and I'm joined by my usual wife, Stacey Hurley. <laughs> Your usual wife. Your usual wife, as opposed to your unusual wife. Yeah, you don't want to see her. She's a bit weird. Hey, how are you, Stacey? What's going on? I'm so excited to be here. Well, you're looking delightful tonight. Thank you. Anywho, as you guys have seen by the name of the podcast, we are doing Ant-Man this week. Another Marvel movie. You must be so excited about this, Stacey. Oh, More you Marvel. know, I was just so excited. I wasn't excited to go see this, actually, but I was pleasantly surprised. So for anyone out there who isn't going to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp but loves our show and wants to play along anyway, Stacey's going to hit us with a plot. So what's the plot of the movie, Stacey? Scott Lang is grappling with the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father. Approached by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym, Lang must once again don the Ant-Man suit and fight alongside the Wasp. The urgent mission soon leads to secret revelations from the past as the dynamic duo finds itself in an epic battle against a powerful new enemy. <laughs> yep, that sums it up. It's another Marvel movie. Looking at the reviews for it, IMDb 7.7 out of 10, Ron Tomatoes 86%. But Stacey, what would you give this movie as a score out of 10,000 flying ants? <laughs> 8,229 flying ants. Stacey's got ants in her pants. They're <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in my pants. I really enjoyed this, but I don't know if I loved this. I am going to give it a 7,444. That's a pretty good score, though. So yeah, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird or wonderful questions about it. We like to get deep, we like to get poignant, we like to ask the weird questions that no one asks, and quite a lot of them that people do ask. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we doing this? <laughs> That's a good question. I ask myself that every day on my way to work. Anywho, enough of my mental breakdown. <laughs> so we start every podcast with a compliment sandwich, and... The compliment sandwich goes like this. One thing good, one thing bad, one for good. The first cool thing was I loved it how they could make cars big and small. <laughs> You're a real car girl, daughter of a mechanic. No, I just thought it was cool because apparently even people who weren't wearing an Ant-Man suit, if you were in a car and got shrunk, you could also shrink and come back to size. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And what I didn't like, and it might be the same as you, is... I didn't feel the motivation of the ghost was that strong. Like, yes, okay, so she was in a lot of pain due to her multidimensional disorder. The fact that she couldn't stay in one dimension or whatever was wrong with her. Okay. The other good thing is, you know what, compared to all of the other Marvel movies and actually most other movies that we've watched recently, all the characters, every character in this was human. They had made mistakes, lost someone, need something, and they can get past their ego to kind of get on with things. And they genuinely do want to find friends in the world. So, you know, even the FBI agent who bangs on his door and searches his house every second day because he's sure he's going to find something. 
He just wants a friend at the end of the day. Just not so steely like bloody old Captain America. Jesus Christ. He couldn't have an emotion if it, if it, it just fell on top of him. <laughs> you hear that, Cap? She's calling you out, bro. <laughs> exactly. I see where you're coming from. For me, the most awesome part I loved about this was Evangeline Lilly's performance. She kicked ass all over the place. She was an amazing, she was a revelation. Yeah, I totally agree. My bad thing is the villains seem to have gone back to Marvel villains where they're not really that engaging or interesting or motivating or have that much of a backstory that you sort of believe in. Walton Goggins just played an incredibly boring, sterilized villain. And Ghost, yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with you. I don't really get her motivation and where she was coming from. It just, I just fell a little bit flat for me. The other bad thing about this is this is too much Marvel. What? Can you believe it? I'm actually saying this. Yeah. Too I, much Marvel. I don't believe it. I There's two TV series out there, The Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, which are set in the MCU. Haven't even watched any of them. I'm most of the way through Luke Cage season two. I am, I'm, I'm marveled out. Can you believe I'm saying this? No. They should have left this film till November. Hang on a second. Didn't you go see this twice in one week? And my other good thing is... <laughs> 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 that up. it was actually worth watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. My other good thing, <laughs> as a fan of the Marvel comics, one of the things that they do well is if there's a big event on, like Civil War or Attack of Onslaught or Infinity War, whatever, if they have masses of events on in the comic books, then in the individual titles, they loosely tie into those events, but at the same time, they tell your own story. And that's what I really liked about this one. You knew it was tied into an Infinity War, and it ties in, we're at the end, and then obviously he was talking about the effects of Civil War and all that sort of shit. But it felt like its own episode. It felt like its own individual mm. comic, its own individual title. Yes. I love that too. It's It could be a completely standalone movie. Yeah, exactly. You, like, have... you only have to have seen Ant-Man. Yeah. No, you don't have to have ever seen any other Marvel movie before because they explain how they got into the situation that they were in. Yeah, and it wasn't too exposition heavy. So what's question number two, Stace? Okay, so this film is the bastard offspring of a love affair between two films. What are they, Sam? I'm going to go with The Matrix for its reality-bending, warping action scenes. Yes, very good. And, and Dr. Doolittle, because he talks to the animals. <laughs> What have you got? My first movie is Cars. Cars? Yeah. Cars. And the second movie is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that's an inspired choice. That was actually on my shortlist. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, really. So I get to use your leftovers. <laughs> yes. Okay, so question number three. What flavour ice cream is this movie? This movie is pineapple lump ice cream. And what makes you say that? I don't really know because I love pineapple lumps and it's <laughs> yummy. And that's what I feel like eating right now. I feel like I'm talking to a five-year-old. Yeah, you may be. <laughs> My ice cream is French vanilla with sprinkles on top because it's pretty good. You know what you're getting. It's quite tasty, but it's not great. It's not like the thing where you finish the ice cream and just go, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. But you walk out there and go, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Question four. If you were a recruitment consultant, what job would this movie be suitable for? A lawyer. Why is that, Sam? Because if you have a lawyer that's defending you, you want someone that can throw all the scientific terms at it and make the other person seem dumb. You also want someone that's quite relatable. And 
how better to win a case but with a lawyer that can slip in under the opposition lawyer's door and hear all their game plan? <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> yes, because this movie's a little bit sneaky. <laughs> Plus, if you've like fucked up and killed a guy or something, they'll just send you to the quantum realm. You can get the fuck out of there. So avoidance tactics. Sure. <laughs> I'm going the opposite. My job is a construction project manager because, oh my God, if you can build a building in like one second flat, all of our construction problems will be solved. Or what about getting cheap labor in the form of ants? But you know, because that's how they built the building. You know that, eh? You know that in. No. They build the building and they they press a remote and the building goes. Yeah, but they have to have built that building and then they shrink it. They don't just. Find a tiny little building that has functioning plumbing no, and everything. I thought they just found a big building. <laughs> yeah, they find a big building shun- and shrink, shrink it, down. it down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they don't build a tiny building and then shrink it up. You get that right. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay, so question number five. Which subplot from this movie would make for his own awesome spin-off movie? I think the Michelle Pfeiffer subplot. What, what? living for 30 years in the middle of desolation? No, not exactly that. Or maybe it would be like a really weird like it would be like castaway you know tom yeah. hanks she's cast away in the quantum <laughs> realm and she maybe she has a wilson we don't know maybe she finds it she clearly learns something or finds out some real interesting shit down there so it would be like a kind of a doctor strange crossed with castaway now i can see where you're coming from there's a couple of obvious options the wasp she's fucking awesome i wouldn't mind seeing a spin-off of her what about the Wasp versus Wonder Woman? Okay, that's just an orgasm waiting for me to happen. <laughs> no, that's why I brought it up. I wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> you were speechless. You don't even know what I'm to say. I'm going red. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to go watch that movie in public. That's possibly my... <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That theater would have to be very dark and I'd leave after about six minutes, I think. Um, that's easily two of my top tens right there, fighting it out. And I'm not talking about superheroes. (laughs) God damn it, I can't continue this podcast. I need to go relieve myself. I'll be back soon. What's your answer, Sam? The spinoff I really want to see is a a standalone comedy about Luis and the boys running (laughs) XCOM. Question six. Good luck reading it. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this movie? Would I suit up and leave the woman I'm banging because they established that they're banging, and the life that I've created to go off and help Captain America. Especially if it's Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, I don't think I'd leave (laughs) Evangeline Lilly for Chris Evans. Chris Evans, you have some amazing biceps and lustrous blonde hair and gorgeous (laughs) blue eyes, but Evangeline Lilly is Evangeline Lilly. What about you, Stace? I feel incredibly uncomfortable talking about this with my wife on the podcast. Yeah, awkward. Help me, Spanky. Help me, Machu. Yeah, this should have been a boys podcast. Where the fuck were you, Machu? (laughs) Pending baby being born. What the fuck excuse is that? Come on, Machu. (laughs) Hung out to dry. So my debate is about characters in this movie. So Scott, Ant-Man, has a young daughter. And she is in absolute awe of him as Ant-Man. Yeah. She knows all about it. She thinks it's really cool and she wants to be his little helper. Yeah. It's so cute. But my debate is, as a parent, could you knowingly 
bring your child into a world that is so dangerous and so if you're saying if we have kids that you're not going to let me send them into battle is that what you're saying <laughs> yes that's <laughs> what i'm saying but i've got these damn child fight clubs all set up and planned out that's <laughs> how i'm gonna make my money y'all but anyway i think he does a great job in the movie of Protecting her innocence. Okay, question number seven. What character needs to clearly get laid? And for the first time in about 30 films, there's no, I think all of them need to for this answer. Mm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Because she's been (laughs) gone for 30 years and she's just been reunited with her husband. They clearly love each other. It's so How do you know she's not getting laid in the quantum... Well, I don't know Quantum realm with her Wilson uh, volleyball. (laughs) No, but... But it would be nice for her to reunite with her husband, obviously. Yeah. He looks like he's going to need some bloody Viagra, but sweet. <laughs> yes. So my answer is going to be the awesome addition that we had to this film, which is Randall Park. He was, <laughs> yeah, you know the guy, the, the FBI, FBI agent, who's just a little bit sort of... He's one of those guys who just wants to do a really, really good job, but at the end of the day... He, it's kind of really sad because he just needs some friends. Yeah, he does. He's <laughs> he's a real boy scout who doesn't realise that he alienates everyone around him by being such a goody two-shoes. Yeah. I think he's someone that really does need to get laid. Okay, so question number... Oh, it's up to you, Stace. Oh, you get your favourite question again, hey? Question eight. How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? I don't want him in this movie. What? <laughs> we watched Face Off last night and I'm fucking sick of him for the next uh, six months, so I don't want him in this film. I'm done. You have never refused to cast him. I thought you had a perfect role worked out for him. That's what you told me. No, I'm all out caged at the moment. I think I've had enough rage in the cage and I think I need to <laughs> put him down for a bit. Oh, no, he could have been the weapons arms dealer. He would have been better than Walton Goggins. He's got a bit more charisma and insanity about him, that you know, that unnerving scariness. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with that. You wouldn't want to screw with him. Or screw him, yeah. Screw him over, Stacey. Don't look at me like that. It's not all sex jokes. I do have... <laughs> what, I've, got, do? I've got more than one set of humour down my pants. I mean, in my, <laughs> in my pocket. Based on the frequency and the enthusiasm at which the FBI raided Scott's house, I, fe- yes. I feel that Nicolas Cage would be an awesome FBI agent. If yes! The, if the um, Randall Park... Yes. Had have just said, right, we need to get down to Scott's place. Nicholas Cage would just be let loose, ripped into into his house like no tomorrow. <laughs> be great. Okay, so question number nine. What line from this film would definitely not work as a pickup line? Okay, Sam, so the line from this movie that I think would not make a good pickup line is, you're good, you can do anything, you're the world's greatest grandma. <laughs> And I hate to say that because I loved that line in the movie. It was so sweet and heartfelt and it just made the whole thing make sense. Oh, that's so creepy. You're the world's greatest grandma, Sam. What I'll do. Is that working for you? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be the world's greatest grandma. I don't want to knit you a sweater, as he says in the movie. The one for me is that Hank Pym sort of mentions quite a few times is if I walked up to a girl, pulled out a condom, pointed at it and said, it's a work in progress. I'm pretty sure she would not be fucking interested. Yeah, especially if it didn't go to the right size <laughs> when you wanted it to. If I've got a tiny Ant-Man suit size condom, is that what yeah. you're Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> okay, question number 10. 10. What character would you get to help you hide a dead body? 
So I'm going to go with Hank Pym. That guy can build a fucking dimension to the quantum realm. <laughs> what better place to hide a body than somewhere that no one else in the entire world yeah, can go? Far, far away. I think that the XCON security guys would be pretty good at hiding dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Those guys are useless. No, they're not. <laughs> they might do it in a comical manner, and it might not be the slickest, most efficient thing, but they'll get it done. So, guys, usually we go into our personal questions, but as it's just me and Stacey, we're just going to run through three of our usual questions that we ask of every film. So, let's get into them. Question number 11. What stereotypical kid at school would this movie be? Oh, this is so hard. Because it's kind of nerdy, a little bit cool, a little bit criminal. It's hard to pick one. Everything you've just described is the class clown. So, that's what I'm going with. The class clown. Because I was a class clown and I was a little bit nerdy. I was a little bit cool. I was a little bit smart. I was a little bit everything. Well, there you go. So you're what have you got, in mate? The okay, well, if you're going to take the class clown, I'm going with the tryhard. I also was at school. <laughs> Sam, you can't be everything. I try to. <laughs> okay, Sam, question 12. What top 10 list would you have this movie on? This is on my top 10 Paul Rudd films. Nice. Yeah, I can't say which one would be my penultimate Paul Rudd movie. Like, he's in This Is The End for a snippet, and I quite like that movie. I also really liked I Love You, Man. I actually thought that was quite a quite a good comedy. Yeah, I like that too. So what do you got? I actually think now that this would be on my top ten Marvel movies. Ooh, and what else would be on that list? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I knew that one. Or Iron Man 1. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. And? And that's it. Oh yeah, cool. Okay, so it's made a triumphant return to the podcast. What would be a porn parody name for this film? What about Insecticide Me? <laughs> insecticide Me? <laughs> or are you trying to say Insects Inside Me? Yeah, Insect. In fact, inse- Insecticide Me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a made up word. Oh, it's the most disgusting. My skin's crawling like it's not an ant's trying to get inside me at the moment. This is disgusting. <laughs> Okay, I've me... got no way of following that. Me... Insecticide me. <laughs> okay, let's not dwell on it. Moving on. Yeah, I'm going to go wank man in the ass. <laughs> in the ass? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. You'd be surprised what you can fit inside anal cavities. <laughs> Especially when they're so, men yeah. are the size of ants. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, let's move too on. Much this ant is, talk. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. Moving on. Thank you. Okay, so that now moves us on to our personal questions, and I'm going to start us off. In the events of uh, Captain America Civil War, Ant-Man gets captured while fighting in Germany against Iron Man and his buddies. Wasps says to him in this movie that he would have escaped if she'd been there. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he would have escaped if she'd been there, or do you reckon both would have gone down? Yeah, I think they would have escaped because she helps him out a lot, and particularly... If he got caught because his suit wasn't working, I don't know if that's the reason he got caught. But no, he, he clearly gets taken doesn't. Down by Spider Man, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because she normally has back and is buzzing around and like sorts him out. So I think she would have got him out of it. Oh no, I reckon she would have escaped. I don't reckon he would have, because he went big and then made himself capturable by Spider Man. So I reckon I don't know. Unless she's fucking dragging his corpse out of there, then I. <laughs> Dra- she- unless she's dragging his body out of there, I don't think they would have. Both would have escaped. I reckon she would have got away. But there was a scene. I know it's different because he had a different suit. But there's a scene in this movie where she 
resizes him down when he's gone too big and he's tripped over in the water and he's drowning. He's knocked out. She goes down. Makes him smaller, drags him back up to the top, and so she him. might have smallered him and then chucked her in. Yeah, yeah. She might have what smaller him? Smallened him. <laughs> Shrunk him. Shrunk. Oh, is that the word? <laughs> I've never heard that word before tonight. Hmm. Next question. Okay, so ghost and wasp go at it quite a bit in this movie, and uh, who wouldn't want to see them go at it in real life? Hey, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Are you trying I'm, to do yeah, a spanky? <laughs> I'm never going to try and do spanky, no. <laughs> Anywho, who do you reckon would win in a straight-up powerless fight between the two? Now, I don't know what you mean by this. So if Wasp didn't have her powers, her suit, and Ghost wasn't able to shift shift through dimensions, just shift through physical forms and all that sort of stuff, if they were just having a straight-up fist fight, who do you reckon would win between the two of them? Mm, the Wasp. Really? I'm going with Ghost. She's got all of that shield training. Oh. What, and the Wasp doesn't? No, I think the Wasp is like... She's done nothing. She's done nothing. She's learned how to fight in that suit. She hasn't learned how to fight oh. hand-to-hand like Ghost oh, has. Oh, wow, in that case. I reckon right. Ghost to fuck her up. Okay, so my final question is that the Eastern European guys talks about a witch that used to terrorise children. It was like their little urban legend for him for growing up. What about you? Did you grow up with an urban legend or a myth from around your town? In Canterbury... Yeah. There's an urban legend about the Canterbury cat, which is like a <laughs> cat. No, listen, it's a cat that is the size of a panther. It's roaming around in the wilderness. It's apparently been spotted several times. Scotland gets the yeah. this monster. The Himalayas get the Yeti. America gets Bigfoot. New Zealand gets a cat. <laughs> Fucking cat. It's true. You should Google it. It's actually a thing. <laughs> Rape in New Zealand. We've got a cat. It's like the size Go of a home, panther. Go home, New Zealand, you're drunk. <laughs> it's the size of a panther. Hmm. A black panther. I don't know. Nobody's really seen it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the idea of a legend. You bloody idiot. No, there's supposed to have been sightings, you know. Yes, there have been sightings, but not clear ones. <laughs> I think I saw it. There was this giant cat walking over my neighbor's fence. How Honey. big was it? Oh, it was about the size of a tabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that the Eastern European guy didn't see a witch. He just heard stories about it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, tell us about the horrors of Tiawamutu. What have you been up to, Mildred? Well, how the fuck are you? I saw the Canterbury cat. <laughs> What was it doing? I was chasing a bird. What else did it do? Oh, got in through the cat flap and drank all my other cat's milk. It wouldn't fit through the cat flap. <laughs> Stop trying to kick me. Well, tell us your answer then, smarty pants. Oh, fuck. Okay, so there was this... <laughs> we had this cat, right? It's called the way cat O. <laughs> No one has seen it. Very funny, Sam. (laughs) Fuck is this shit? Okay. (laughs) Deep breaths. Hey, if you don't like my answer, that's fine. You just don't need to take the piss out of me. 
I'm not, I'm not taking the piss out of you. I'm taking the piss out of the Canterbury uh, <laughs> tabby or whatever it's called. Well, tell us about what was so scary in Te Awamutu. Okay, well, we had a legend that if you drove at exactly 120 kilometres an hour between Te Awamutu and Hamilton at one o'clock in the morning, a guy that had been killed on that road would run up to the back of your car and start tapping on the back window. <laughs> Did you did you ever try it? Yeah, we used to try it all the time. And did anyone ever tap on the back of your window? Yes, <laughs> <a> cast. <laughs> it was a cat all along. It was a cat. It was the white cat <laughs> scratching on the back window. Are you sure it wasn't your cat that you'd t- taken in the car? It was trapped. It was trying to get out. <laughs> Was it? Got to the back of the station wagon. What is wrong with you, Sam? I, I can't keep a fucking straight face. Holy shit. I think you need to have a timeout. Okay. Okay, that moves us on to your set of questions. Question 17. I've got crap in my ribs. I can't stop laughing. Go downstairs and get a glass of water. I can't, no, I don't, I'm fine. Okay, let me just <laughs> your questions. <laughs> You're having a mental breakdown. I don't know what's fucking got it to me. <laughs> I can do this. Okay. <laughs> Deep breath. Lion's face. Rawr. I know what will get you into a serious mood. Um, Talking about a cat. <laughs> What? Who would have known that would be the funniest thing on the, this planet? I just fucking love animals. No, not like that. <laughs> okay, shush. Ooh, okay, yes. So then okay. <laughs> just shut up. I'll just take over, okay? Yes, thank you. Okay, so that moves me on to my questions. <laughs> Question 17. So we see in this movie they run around with their lab building. Sometimes it's the size of a rolly... Um, suitcase is the size of a cat. Yeah, is a carry-on <laughs> luggage, <laughs> and next thing you know, boom! It's a full-size building. So, um, how do you think that they explain the reappearing and disappearing lab in multiple locations around San Francisco? I don't know. And as a town planner, I'm pissed off. I tell you what, <laughs> people putting up stuff without permits, no council <laughs> permissions. And just unlawful erections, just unlawful erections all over the city. <laughs> just people getting erections here, there, and everywhere. How I'm rude. fucked off. Yeah, okay, so you still don't have an explanation. Could it be the Canterbury cat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can s- everyone, we don't need to ask the next questions because we know what the answer <laughs> is going to be to everyone. I'm straight up answering that for everyone. Okay, question eighteen. No, what was your what was your answer? Like Stan, the Stanley cameo. Blame it on the drugs. <laughs> Blame it on the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay, question eighteen. So there's a lot of frustration in this movie due to the in progress nature of Ant Man's new suit. So what tool can you blame for your lack of ability in something? I once played a rugby game in an undersized pair of shorts. <laughs> Nobody wants to imagine that. Tight shorts on my ass. I wasn't running very fast. I could. I had no sideways movement. It was. No sideways. Did your shorts end up ripping? 
I actually tore the crutch out of him and I was running around in a skirt for most of the game. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Does that count? Is that an answer? Yeah. What about you? Have you ever had a tool fail on you? Yes, you fail on me all the time. Hey, I am a tool. <laughs> What's your next question, Stace? Question 19. Where the hell did Ghost's accent come from? To clarify, she's born in Argentina, raised in Argentina, has an English accent, Gets trained by S.H.I.E.L.D. and grows up in America. It's a fucking valid question. (laughs) It is maybe the biggest mystery of this entire movie. Even more so than the quantum realm. I think it comes from every villain needs to be English. (laughs) So at one point when she was younger, they were like, hey, you're going to be a villain one day, so we need you to start learning an English accent. She's like, okay. Could be like face off, you know. Maybe her face <laughs> came from an English person yes. and her voice she, no, box yeah, one of those microchips s- put in her throat. Yeah. Oh, cool. You're just going to buy that. Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay, and down to question 20, the fan cue. What animal would you want your power set based on? Yep, so we had a lot of great answers this, Stacey. A lot of Did great answers. Did we? Awesome. I can't wait to hear them. Well, I'm going to pick the top 10, right? Okay. Cool. So first up, we've got the Real Feels podcast. Great podcast you guys will check out. They suggested the cuttlefish. What even is a cuttlefish? It's a fish that cuddles you. A cuttlefish. Cuttlefish. Cuttle. Cuttle. Okay. Continue. Yes. The cuttlefish has mesmerizing colors, camouflage, tentacles, and an incapacitating ink splatter. So there you go. You can camouflage, incapacitate people, throw ink at them. Got tentacles. Ooh, wow, the they've obviously put a lot of thought into that. That's a really good one. Yeah, I know. So much so that I said to him, I'm going to steal this off you. <laughs> and he said, yeah, sweet as, whatever. As long as I credit. So there you go, Real Feels Podcast. Probably our number one answer, I think. Yeah. As we start going through them, just going to run through the other nine that I've got here. Get you on the roof, recent guest on our podcast, did the Top Gun episode, fucking crushed it. Yeah, everyone Aussie, loved Aussie, it. Aussie, Aussie, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Fuck, she had a, It was awesome. So... Well, I was disappointed because she said her sloth would be her call sign. She's actually gone and said eagle. Then she can fly and her talons will rip your fucking face off. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she mean me specifically, but or- she was. <laughs> yes, probably. Probably. I've seen that podcast. Another great podcast you guys should check out. He wants to be Starfish Man. How's that a good pair? Who fucking knows? He just lays around I- at the bottom of the sea like a star. Yeah. How awesome was that? Starfish man. That sounds pretty cool. I forgot to point out (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Stacey likes the idea. I'd like to do that. (laughs) Hanging out in the water, just chilling out. I forgot to point out that I did say it can be real or fake, the animals, and it can be funny or, you know, awesome. It can be up to you. And then that moves us into two very similar answers. First, from Billy from We Watch the Thing. He wants to be Whale Man, large and splashy. That's me, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Splashy. (laughs) He did make quite the splash on our show. Yes, he did. In a similar vein, one of our founding members, Spanky, also said that he wants to be a whale, but he wants to be the killer whale. He wants to be the big slamu. What the hell is a big slamu? Well, Big Shamu was a fucking famous killer whale. Our first person to ever become our Patreon, and this is the first chance we get to thank you for it. Para Moholic, thank you so much for becoming our first Patreon. You're yeah. a legend. That's right, we are earning money. If people want to be a Patreon, get in contact with us and... For as little as a dollar a day, you can help a poor Kiwi man pay for his podcast addiction. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, a dollar a month, I should say. So she and another great listener, Gillian Ashton, how you doing? They both said the honey badger. Tara said because the honey badger gives zero shits. Gillian pointed out 
that on top of that, the honey badger is immune to poison, is always angry, is always up for a fight, and is super clever, just like Gillian. <laughs> nice. I've never, I didn't know the honey badger was a real animal. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's a tiny little fucking angry shit. It's like the most in, like misnamed animals ever. It's like a fucking wolverine, except it's got a stronger jaw pressure bite than a wolverine. It's oh my like, god. Yeah. Basically Stacy in the morning when she hasn't had a good sleep. I don't I didn't even know there was an animal called Wolverine. I thought that was a Marvel character. Oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Moving over to the Sam, and this isn't me, this is someone else, <laughs> on the It's Me Sam podcast. I wouldn't mind guesting on that. Yeah, you'd be perfectly named It could to be the It's Us that. Sam podcast. Yeah, it's Sam's he's, podcast. He suggested the Liger as a cross between a lion and a tiger. Oh, nice. Julian Ashton actually commented on this twice. She's also got here, I'd love to give you one answer, but I'd also like to be the bear that fought the Winter Soldier in the comics, because in my head it's the same bear that fucked up Leo in The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, there's some thought gone into that and some deep-seated I've only just seen that, Gillian. Holy shit, that's awesome. On to another couple of our recent guests to just round us out. Machu, he wants to be a blobfish. What's a blobfish? I'm guessing it's some sort of blob that's also a fish. I bet you if Machu was here, he'd have some sneaky story about why this is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, what blobfishes get up to. Maybe they're notoriously late to showing up to things and they're very tight with money. Who knows? Yeah, could be. And he's like, that's my dream vegan animal. He's already got those powers. Maybe much as a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be. Yeah. I think he's even seen the cannibal yet. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. Now you're on to it. I was doing so well. I was he did study down in Christchurch. So- yes, and maybe he even is the Canterbury cat. <laughs> much as the Canterbury cat. <laughs> he does look quite feline. He is... A- <laughs> And he is a big pussy when it comes down to it. <laughs> oh, poor Machu. Liz, another one of our regular listeners and has been on the show before. Liz said that she wants to have the powers of the hummingbird. So she'd be have a great flying ability and, you know, maneuverability and agility and all that sort of stuff. Liz then even came up with her own superhero name, the Hummer. <laughs> and at no point have I pointed out to Liz that the Hummer is also slang for a blowjob. So... <laughs> Congratulations, Liz, if you want to be the Hummer, Hummer girl. That's something to be proud and aspire for. I don't think you need superpowers for that, Liz, but congratulations, mate. I think you kind of do need superpowers for that. Okay. And then to round out our top ten, we're going to go back to another guy that's constantly on our podcast, whether you like him or not. It's Kahu. He... <laughs> Well, he's never going to listen to this one because he's never going to watch Ant-Man. So. Okay, right. So he wants to go with the lanternfish that lives at the bottom of the ocean. No one sees you then. Whammy! <laughs> they These are, are awesome. getting more and more insane and that's the perfect way to finish off this podcast with your guys' answers. But we haven't done our own. Stacey, no, we haven't. what animal would your power set be based on? I would like my powers based on a dog. A dog? A pet dog, yeah. Cause Loyal, obedient. It's so cute. They just blow up the internet. How how many hours a day have, have do people spend looking at cute little puppy videos? We do spend a lot of time and wanting on Reddit to looking cuddle at all puppies and stuff like that. So you'd, I'd kill people with adorableness. Well, you're slowly killing me and you're very adorable. <laughs> I want to be the jellyfish. Oh, that is real scary. Do you know what my powers would be? Uh, stinging? Gelatinous blob that no one likes. 
<laughs> Wait, I'm already a gelatinous blob that no one likes. No. This is why I want to be the jellyfish. Did you know the jellyfish is immortal? After it breeds, it reverts back to a state of juvenility and then grows up again. How is that even possible? I've got no idea. I haven't even moved on to what my greatest ability about it is. I love going swimming, but I hate all the other motherfuckers that are out there swimming. If I show up, no one's going to want to go swimming. <laughs> yeah, maybe you and Spanky can swim around together, the killish whale and the jellyfish. And hang out with Billy would be yeah. the, <laughs> the tremendous trio. Nobody would want to go swimming. <laughs> Two whale men and a jellyfish. And throw in there a cuttlefish and the blob and the lanternfish. Holy <laughs> shit, nobody's going anywhere near the ocean. Where the marine superheroes will take down... Whaling ships and Somali pirates and <laughs> would last about two fucking days. So there we go. That takes us down to the end of the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening as we review Ant-Man and the Wasp. And our other section, movie reviews in 20 seconds. Is there any other films that you've seen recently that you can review in 20 seconds? Watch Face Off, but we're going to do an episode about yep, that. Yep, can't talk we? about that. Next okay. up, what else you got? Hereditary. Yeah, what do you think of Hereditary? Because we're not going to do one on that. For three quarters of the movie, it was like cool, intriguing. Oh, what's happening here? And then the last quarter was like, what the fuck? This has gone weird. <laughs> Square out of 10,000? 8,200. I don't like it as much as you. I'm going to give it a 7,800. People are raving about it. I didn't really find it all that great. It could have had 10, 15 minutes cut out of it, and I reckon I would have fucking jizzed all over it. But no, it was just not good enough for me. Can I just say, as a person who doesn't like horror movies... I feel quite brave, actually, watching this. It was quite scary. Yeah, I was quite impressed with you, because you are not a horror movie watcher. Yeah, so I'm I'm slowly, this has kind of just slowly extended my comfort zone. It wasn't all that horrific, though. The horror was a bit more subdued and tame, as opposed to what you think is a horror movie like Saw or Hostel or something like that. Uh, another film that I watched that Stacey unfortunately went to bed just before I started is Fermat's Room. It's a Spanish movie, I like Okay, the habitation de Fermat. And it was good, but it wasn't great. I sort of saw, you know, how it was all going to happen come way too far out. So I'm going to give that 6,497. I also decided to go back and watch uh, the Twilight Zone film from the early 1980s. I would probably give that 7,147. It was all right. A couple of the things were better than the others. We watched Anchorman 2. Oh, yeah, we watched Anchorman 2 after we did an Anchorman podcast with Ash. What would you give it? Yeah, Anchorman which 2? Is, hasn't been released yet. That, that mo- that's going to be released in the next couple of weeks. I didn't think this movie needed to be made. <laughs> so, very low A lot score. of people would agree with you on that. However, I did really like all the celebrity cameos in the fight scene. Yeah, that's about it. That's about all I've watched recently. Oh, I watched The Godfather again. And, oh, that's just a fucking amazing piece of film. I'll give that 9,900. Am I allowed to say what I think about it? Yeah, you went to bed. You didn't like it. Yeah. I watched the first 15 minutes and got bored out of my brains. This week on Tasteless Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Emily, I'm with you on that one. Don't bother me with Godfather, you guys. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> So that takes us down to the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been wonderful to have you here with us as we chat through Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Stacey, how can they find us if they'd like to get a hold of us? We are on Twitter at Movie yes. Reviews in 20 Hughes. No, at Movie Reviews in. Oh, at Movie Reviews in. We are on Facebook at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Yes. And you can email us on mritqs at gmail.com. That's correct. And you can Google us. We've got a website. It's mritqs.podbean.com. That's correct. Yep. It's got all our episodes on there that you can yeah, listen to. Yeah, check it out. Website. We've got a Patreon now and we've got had our first couple of Patreons. Yes. This is fucking awesome. So if you go on patreon.com and if you want to give a dollar to the show, 
I'm going to change it. That's all we're going to take now. It's a dollar to the show, except for five people who can give us five questions and they can pay three bucks. We're going to keep it cheap. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. If anyone has any questions or movies that they'd like to suggest to us, we're always open to hearing them. We loved hearing from you guys. You are such a great audience. Yes. Tell us what movies you're watching, what movies you want to talk about more, what movies you just watched and went, what the fuck? Actually, yeah. some, they are some of the best ones. They are. They are. Our notebook episode is the most listened to episode. So, so we do have plans coming up. We're going to ha- have a brief hiatus for a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, Anchorman coming out next week. And we've got um, – and then we do, we, she, she's done it. She was even mentioned. She watched Face Off. So we're going to – me, Stacey, and Kahu are going to sit down and watch and review Face Off for you guys. So Yeah, and then after that we have to have like a month off. Yeah, because <laughs> In the midst of a mental breakdown. Anyway, that's thanks from me. Thanks, guys. See you later. What about Stan Lee? <laughs> He's not a female. He can be. The Your face is screwed up into a butthole. Every so why does Ghost even have a suit then? Have you seen the movie? She doesn't have a choice. She has to wear that suit to focus her powers. Remember, she's blending oh, in and yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. No more repetitively hitting yourself in the head with a frying pan for you, you lady. <laughs> no, that was watching Face Off last night.